Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, a royalty consultant helping artists to collect on their value. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hi, I'm Naomi. I'm the head of Neighboring Rights at Sony Music Publishing and I'm one of the co-founders of IFR UK and IFR Education US. Hi, I'm Tanya Oliveira. I work for Transparency Entertainment Group. I focus on World X USA Neighboring Rights on the performer side and rights holder side. Hi, and welcome back to Money in the Air, the Neighboring Rights podcast brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. And today, we have an artist with us. Everybody, meet Dan B. Patrick, whose new single, Waiting, just came out on Friday. So go and look that up and also pay attention because he has some questions for us that we're going to try to answer. Let's start right away with your first question, please. I recorded parts of my song in the United States and I also recorded them part of it in the UK. How will this affect me? If all or part of your recording was created in a own convention country, such as the UK, it will qualify and you will get paid, which is great. But you're already from a own convention country nationality-wise on the performer side. So regardless, you are covered anyway. But if you were, say, Andrew, for example, an American, recording some of it in the UK then you would qualify. Does that make sense? That does make sense. That does make sense. That's good. It's good to hear. Yeah, but what about the musicians he used in the US? Are they American? They are American. So they're not going to qualify for UK royalties for instance. It depends on whether their parts were recorded in the US or their parts were recorded in the UK. So if you have a drummer who only recorded his segment in the US and he's an American citizen, then it's non-qualifying. But if that drummer recorded recorded segment in the UK, then it's qualifying. So Dan, as rights holder, will he receive the non-qualifying performer's share? Yes, he will. And Dan could be really nice and pay it on to the non-qualifying contributors. And it will be itemized in the statement that you receive from PPL to say the non-qualifying segment. So you'll be able to see clearly. Perfect. That's very, very good to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So get their PayPal's. Exactly. Yes. It pays to be nice. It does. Well, it does, especially if you want them to play with you again. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, and it may be reciprocal one day. You just don't know. What else you want to know? Yes. Just right. wondering how are the new EU directives going to affect the Rome Convention? It sort of depends on how they're implemented. And that is up for discussion at the moment. We don't really know how everything's going to manifesting stuff. I mean, the Pay Performers campaign has been quite active in that regard and getting those directives essentially happening in practice but I think only like one or two countries actually made the June deadline that they were supposed to make every country's implementing the directives differently it's still not really clear I think the Netherlands was on time but I think it's still not clear how that's going to play out there's quite a lot of sort of activity in the EU that is still very fuzzy even if all the countries implement the new directives will it really have any effect on the Rome Treaty anyway because there were already signatories. So those countries that were already signatories implementing some new legislation won't really affect the Rome Treaty, will it? I mean, what it'll affect are the people who are currently non-qualifying. So it'll affect Americans and Australians and South Africans.
Americans, not going to affect a French person. Cool. Very cool. There's an interesting point that we're trying to figure out still because Sender in the Netherlands is the first to implement it. And uh, I've noticed that they've started paying Americans already and their income has been boosted, which is great. But no one really knows for sure yet if they're taking money away from previous rent convention performers and allocating it to the Americans or if they're just charging higher license fees. That's something like we need to ascertain. That's a good question. So we were talking about this the other week with regard to a song that is going to be digitally released mm-hmm. versus a song that isn't necessarily going to be released but will be sort of sent to radio, so a radio edit. Mm-hmm. I also need to, to register both as recordings. Do I need to register both as releases? Yes. Every ISRC number, every release on every date, everywhere around the world. So you know that if you license it to anyone as the rights holder, yeah. you have to get an ISRC number from them as well. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they record the release, register the release, and so you as a performer can go in and claim it. And the audio that you've registered with PPL, so you have, I guess, a rights holder account and a performer account with PPL. Is that right? Yes. So you can register the recording as a rights holder and then claim your contributions as a performer, which is fantastic. Did you also apply for a video membership? I believe I did, but I'll have to double check because that is going to be relevant because I'm releasing a video in yeah. a few months. A lot of labels tend to overlook, or a lot of artists tend to overlook if they do create a video and release it. At the moment, YouTube plays the video don't count, but if it's going to get played anywhere else and you just don't know, depending mm-hmm. on the type of music it could get played in the gym or somewhere, I do suggest that you create a video membership. It's free, so why not? and get that video registered. So do you get an ISRC number for a video? Yes. Yeah. And who do you get it from? You will get your own code. If you apply for video membership with PPL, they'll ask you if you want a registrant code. And that's the stem okay. that you then use to go forward and create any future codes that you need. And the same as a recording, you register it first as the rights holder and then as the artist. Yes, you can't claim artist share unfortunately on videos you can only claim the rights holder but as dan is the rights holder he would get the full payment and if somebody else appears in the video should he be sharing any of that income with the performer it depends on your agreement the performer no but whoever owns the rights to the music part of it so is the person that will receive the royalty income from it so if dan owns that 100 then any video income earned would be dan's okay so if if an artist say Dan, signs to Magic Mike Records and they put out a video, you won't get neighboring rights for being in the video, even if he makes an audible contribution? Interesting. Crappy, but interesting. (laughs) Hopefully Um, the video will then promote use of the audio and it will come around that he would actually get some performal royalties from that audio usage. You are a bright it can side work both ways as well because we had somebody who was a drummer on a very very famous song that has a very famous video. The video they didn't use a drummer. They only used the guitarist and the lead singer. They didn't have anybody else I mean actually at the start of the video he sort of puts his symbols down and walks out it's all very artsy and it's a very <laughs> famous video and because that artist isn't clearly isn't playing in the video it was actually quite difficult to prove that the artist was was playing 
on the actual recording that was on the radio because it was like, well, he's not on the video. It's like, yes, but he was on this recording. Yeah. He just wasn't on the video one. And that, that was quite difficult. I'm a little blown away by that, but good to know. I'm glad it came up. Thank yeah, you. it's known as VPL. So it's a separate company to PPL, but kind of under the umbrella of PPL's organization. And the, the VPL income has been going down. It's been declining gradually year on year. Uh, what happens is, is a record. For an agent, you'll get sent a spreadsheet, quite a few spreadsheets once a year, and you have to identify music videos that have been played primarily on MTV. That's what makes the bulk of the money. So it's a good idea when you register as a rights holder, just sign up for VPL at the same time, do it and yeah. it's done, and then you're sorted. We were talking compilations and whatnot. Yeah. If one of my songs or another artist friend's song was put um, into a compilation, whose responsibility would it be to find that compilation? As the performer, it's your responsibility to claim every recording that you're on. Mm -hmm. So you have to find it. Because in this case, you're also the rights holder. When you do the license, you will make sure in the license that it gives you the ISRC number and they commit, they guarantee, they warrant and represent that they will register as the rights holder their new compilation record from the date of release so that you can then go in and claim it as the performer. So you have to ensure that that warrant is is essentially a condition of the license. That's right. Okay. Do you guys have anything to add to that? I think this is actually something that there's a emailer commented on quite a lot because he'll hunt down different versions of a track and then question why the performers that are in the lineup of the original track aren't on the other ISRC codes that are there for that track for 2015 when PPL didn't require the label to include a lineup because every time there's a new compilation there's a new ISRC code it's usually the person who's put out that compilation that registers that recording unless the agreement or the license says differently but historically it's been now that's what I call music 682 put something out they would put effectively a new ISRC code for that same recording they are not the original label they won't have that original label copy so they wouldn't put those people on recording now as I said there is more in terms of structure and a requirement for what you need to have but it's then the performer's responsibility to make sure they are on their recordings every ISRC code of their recordings but the other thing that can happen is if somebody registers if a box set is registered in Switzerland and that data is sent to PPL, then there's not going to be lineup data on that, but there's still potentially airplay. So again, it's worth continuing to look as a performer and make sure you are on those recordings. And it's not that anybody's keeping you from getting money or it's, you know, a malicious thing. It's simply that You know, if somebody's licensed, you know, the recording for a box set, they might just not have the data, especially if it's a historic pre-2015 recording. So if you're a performer and you've looked up and found the recording set you're not getting paid for, go in and claim them. Go get Instead of getting angry, just put yourself on the recording. So if there are all these new ISRC codes, these different countries, would the the artists need to go and find each individual IRSRC yes. was that the responsibility of no it's the um, artist's responsibility okay. in all cases to find it and I'll tell you why because no rights holder has access to your performer account they can't go in and claim it for you 
They just physically cannot do it. Yeah. So only you can do it. Okay. Don't be lazy, guys. I will say that at Sound Exchange, they do have something called broadcast. If the performer's information is there, then they will credit that performer's account as broadcast. It's not a repertoire. So in that case, if all of us were equal artists or featured artists, and we would all get equal shares of the performer share. Who else does that? But I can't say that Sound Exchange automatically will credit your account if you're artist information is there. That's amazing. Thank you, Sound Exchange. So for, you, even though the US doesn't have broadcast, they do some things really well. If you have a representative looking after your repertoire, then that is something they will look at for you. If there are additional versions and remixes and remasters and so on of your recording, then they will keep, it, it's a management account process, basically. They'll keep a check on your repertoire and make that claim for you. But if you manage the account yourself, then I advise any artists and performers that I speak to that maybe twice a year it's not something that necessarily as a creative they particularly enjoy doing but it's worthwhile because there could be additional claims so I just advise doing a search on the database if you don't know the ISRC search part of the title part of the artist's name under who that release is and filter it down a bit maybe by the year of release or search after a certain date otherwise you're going to get maybe potentially hundreds and hundreds of recordings coming up to search through so there are filter options that you can use to narrow down the search facility and then identify particular recordings that are applicable to you but it is definitely worth doing and, and doing a couple of times a year because PPL have these cutoff dates for claims for when they make their payments so the next one is around about September I don't know the exact date but sometime in September for adjustment payments in December and then the main payment in June which is usually around about March time approximately that you should do this sort of admin check and make sure you're claimed on everything that's brilliant thank you guys thank you very much to our special guest Danby patrick and don't forget if you're not a member already go to ifr.co.uk and hit that join now button it's worth becoming a member one so you can see all the info that we have up there and two because we need your support as much as you need our knowledge thanks for listening bye